What are you doing, Josh? I Stay. wanted to love you, Josh. No, can't Stay. trust a Josh. But we, we knew we couldn't Josh. trust you. Can't and trust him. You're copying Copy. her phone. Copy. It's just, it's just gonna be different angles of Captain America's ass. He was eating Chad, Chad's grocery yeah. list. Chad, Chad, <laughs> Chad keeps texting her. Why do you have to take her photo? You creep, Yo, man. Creepy, Josh. Yo, you're dead to me. Wait, so they're gonna post did he take that to her the blood internet. or not? I don't think wow. he took blood. Did we see him take her blood? I don't wow. think he took blood. I assume he took her blood, because why Pizza would you? Pizza shit, Josh. I'm, <laughs> pizza I'm gonna kill him. Oh, you say, oh, you said pizza shit. I thought you said pizza shit. I did. You know when you just get a bad <laughs> I pizza? Said pizza? I said pizza shit sometimes. No, he's a pizza shit. He only can pizza eat pizza and fries shit. to shit, Josh. Welcome back to New Rockstars. She-Hulk episode seven teaches us how to abamaste through hey. getting ghosted by revealing a few men who aren't evil on this show, but trading them for a sweetheart who totally is. Wannabe vampire Saracen called it, Josh just wanted Jen's blood, but you know, I didn't see a massive vibranium syringe, so what really happened that night? Holy, Holy She-Hulk! She <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's She-Hulk After Show. I'm Eric Voss. With me is Jessica Clemens, NMT. Hello, friends. Hi. I'm going to kill Hot Josh. He's dead to me. You, I better not see him on the street, because I will fight you, Josh. You like They were so happy together at the beginning. Like, why couldn't you be a good man? This is this is also not to be confused with Ugly Josh. Ugly Josh, if you're out there, we're not going to beat you up. Only <laughs> We're not talking Josh. about you, Ugly Josh. Talking about Hot Josh. <laughs> Just Hot Josh. <laughs> You know, uh, you gotta imagine, even if you are a, a secret member of the Intelligentsia community and you that's your plan is to get blood, can't you just look around at what you have on these wonderful dates? Seriously? Going, uh, you got your nice French tuck in there, getting some tacos from LA's wonderful taco trucks, going to a drive-in movie and just realize, you know what? What I have here is pretty great. And just throw that syringe in a, in a biodegradable, safe medical waste container uh, and then just move on with your life. Exactly. Uh, Josh, Josh, look around, no. look around. How lucky you are to be alive Josh right now. We gotta like get Renee to in there things. to sing at you. They only want to ruin things. Also, watch Josh have a previous history. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Watch him have a previous history mm -hmm. with like the Duel of Harlem and he's like, I lost my mom and it's all your cousin's <laughs> fault. So I'm gonna take my freaking <laughs> anger out on you. My Stupid mom's car idiot. got turned into punchy gloves. <laughs> Now I'm mad. She, you guys sat on my mom. <laughs> I think the hardest part for me to accept is that people this handsome can can still be this awful. Oh my god! I just imagine all beautiful people. Yeah, they're a little vain. They're a little vapid. They're a little singer. floating above it all. But Ned. this deceit. Do you think the average beauty, uh, like he's too much of a Chad to be an incel, wouldn't you say? No, pretty I, people are no? mean people. Yeah, this is why I don't make new friends. Like <laughs> they could be part ultimately. of the intelligentsia. <laughs> yeah, no one, everyone will disappoint you at some point. Let's go through what happened this episode because it did seem like a sleeper of an episode, but there were some parts of it that I really enjoyed and really appreciated. Uh, even if the show should not promise Daredevil at the ending of one episode and then wait two episodes. <laughs> two episodes. Come on. Two episodes. Come on. They're going to reach three. They're going to reach doing? three and we're still going to be like, why? <laughs> why did you even? 
Daredevil's the post-credit scene in the finale. It's like they're an army. never right. gonna they're never gonna bring him in at this point. And it's so funny to never. me. Now it's just comical to me. I'm like, I'm going mad. I'm going crazy. <laughs> we saw that hat box with, with Daredevil's mask in it, right? I wouldn't that wasn't a mass hallucination. No, it happened. But uh anyway, okay, so episode seven. Starts with a very uh, smitten, blushing Jen readying herself for a date with Josh. I love this opening sequence so much. Yes. I love the music. Uh, I, I love how it was shot, the tone of it. She was so happy, even though we knew what was coming. Oh, my God. Uh, before her first date, Jen eats string cheese, learning mm. nothing, apparently unaffected by Reed Richards' death in Multiverse of Madness. I don't <laughs> think I could go anywhere near string cheese after that, but good on you. Jen, I thought it was interesting that she does a shot. Now I get it, Liquid Courage. It does look like it's in the middle of the afternoon. Am I too uh, Puritan to judge Jen's drinking on this show? Because she drinks so much on this show. I mean, I mean... It's, I, she, she's, she got a stressful life, man. She's a lawyer. I'd be drinking yeah. too. Also, I guess it's like, I think they're trying to emphasize like you're in your early 30s and mm. I'm not yet 30, but... I think I drink just as much. <laughs> I think I drink um, just I'm as much. I'm in my early 30s and I don't like sit down by myself and pour a shot of whiskey before a date no, and drink it. But I guess some people do. You are in love and you are not alone. <laughs> and you don't have to deal with it. You guys. That's I mean, what single people do, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I won't judge it. I just like, I grew up in a household with a lot of heavy drinking and I'm still traumatized by it. So whenever I just see people drink straight, booze episode after episode and it's unaddressed maybe this is like an Allie McBeal thing like they're getting hammered on Allie McBeal cheers mm. they're literally sitting around and then George Wint is like all right uh eight down here I go pulls out his keys and walks out the bar door and no one bats an eye at that so this is just my um delicate uh <laughs> sensibilities being triggered here don't mind it's me. all good don't man. mind me anyway so after three adorable dates with Josh she wakes up to find him gone, and she texts him something that, like, is one of the sweetest texts to send or receive. That was fun. I can't stop smiling. My heart melted when she sent that. Right. Oh, my God. I would I would kill to get a text like that from Tatiana. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the hardest thing I think I'm struggling with on the show. Obviously, there's you know, a few different things we're struggling with, but the idea that so many people are so mean to Tatiana Maslany, it's Tatiana Maslany. Seriously. Not like, only is she doing? beautiful, she's one of the sweetest, kindest people to go on a date with. And she makes money. Like this yes. is a catch. Seriously. What are you doing? Like my that's God. why I'm saying, Josh. I don't care what internet forums you're on. Realize what date you're on right now and how much of a catch you have, and just let it go. Seriously, let I it would, go. I would love to be a bronze trophy husband for uh, Tatiana Maslany lawyer. Um, just uh, you I'll will be MT. What You'll find days? your Tatiana. She's out there. <laughs> And this sends, the fact that she didn't, doesn't get a response, sends Jen spiraling, waiting for a response, a place that I think we have all been before. You guys can say yes. I'm in love right now. And I am, I am. I'm very, very lucky and fortunate. But there have been many, many years of my life, my entire 20s, my <laughs> entire 20s for the most part, I was sitting, staring at my phone, waiting for a response. And that never, ever came. And thank God it did it. It's been my entire life um, to this day. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> MT, you need to delete those numbers. Seriously. We will be your goofy uh, therapy group of villains that will tell you. <laughs> this, delete it. This episode uh, read yeah. me like a book, and so it's hard for me to even comment on it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm hurting. I see this. Let's keep going. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel it. So Nikki drops that Jen has been nominated for Female Lawyer of the Year, which feels like it's going to be something setting up next episode, right? We've seen some footage in trailers where she's mm. getting uh, out uh, at an event on a red carpet. I feel like that's you what never, that is. Yeah, you never know, though. We got set up for Daredevil, and it's been two episodes. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's at the very... Don't get your oh, Jess. Jess. Don't get <laughs> it's too early. It's too early for that right now. Um, but uh, it makes me wonder, what are the other female lawyers? Do you think Mal was jealous? He thinks somewhere in New York, Jerry Hogarth is like, God damn it. God damn 100%. 100%. <laughs> Again. Jerry Hogarth. Again. <laughs> so Jen tries to distract herself with some yoga. She watches some Miss Piggy pride open prison bars of the great Muppet caper. Uh, still no response from Josh, though. Emil Blonsky's parole officer, Chuck, says Blonsky's monitor chip malfunction. He's just eating all the break room desserts. I love that guy. He was on a mission <laughs> for some sweets. But um, he asks Jen to accompany him to Blonsky's ranch because he's afraid of an abomination. Who wouldn't be? Uh, they find, you feel like if it was abomination running amok, you would hear about. It. He wouldn't just be in the woods up in right. upstate, or not even upstate, just north of LA. Uh, but hey, all kinds of creepy shit can happen north in LA. Just watch Nope. You know, that's a great, amazing movie. Just did such a fun breakdown of that on our channel. Go go watch that. Um, but um, they find Blonsky there. He's chilling. They fix the chip. Jen's Prius gets wrecked by some dopes. Uh, <laughs> dueling low-level supervillains attending Blonsky's uh, retreat to redeem themselves. They end up being really swell dudes. There's uh, El Aguila, uh, a.k.a. Alejandro Montoya. This is a real guy in the comics. He's a, sw he's a swashbuckling Spaniard, not a matador, despite doing some light matador in college. I love that. <laughs> um, in the comics, he's actually a mutant who does release bioelectricity. Like, so I would love to see more of that. He's part of the Heroes for Hire comics with our man Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, there's also Man Bull, who's a Daredevil villain, who is injected with a mutagenic serum based on bull enzymes. Uh, we literally spent a solid minute of our own time just watching a character wander around looking for self-service. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that was just a chunk of this episode. <laughs> Doing nothing. Okay, but when you say it like signal. that, when you say it like that, it does sound ridiculous. Hey, they were showcasing Blonsky's beautiful property. Look how well he's doing. All I those know, what a piece a of land. Piece of oh my god. Do you know how much that is in California? In California, they're out of their mind. Those <laughs> wives were rich, rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be a king. You have to be like a secret king in California to own that much land. Are you kidding me? Because he's not a—he's not a farmer. He's not—he's not a rancher. Yeah, there were some chickens. Yeah, just a few chickens. <laughs> A handful of <laughs> what princess silk feathers. <laughs> That's right. Um, so she finally finds a signal in Blonsky's Wood Lodge where we meet more retreat attendees, including Porcupine, who's an Ant-Man villain with some uh, amazing razor-tipped quills that uh, pop off of his suit that do all kinds of stuff. We didn't get to see any of that. He was just a guy in a smelly, sweaty suit. That <laughs> was my favorite part. Of that the was episode. my favorite part. That was um, literally my favorite <laughs> like, part. The entire just... time, I was so anxious that like he was going to prick Jen's skin and like cause her to bleed. But I was like, oh no, he's just a smelly man. He's okay. just a smelly guy. <laughs> see, when they took off the mask, I thought it was going to be like a really well-known celebrity. I thought it was going to be like Seth Rogen. Out of there, like, <laughs> hey guys, it's me. It's not, but I love this guy. It's a guy that on IMDb, it's his one and only acting credit. So this might be his Ooh. first ever role, which it's I was kind of, I was kind of getting. It's a, it seemed like improv a little bit for him. So I was like, and he's really good yeah. at playing this role. So I was like, go play he's yourself. Good. Do you, baby? He was, he was hey. a lot of fun. Um, 
There's also this weirdo named Saracen, who's actually a Punisher villain in the comics. He's just kind of like an assassin, but here he claims to be a vampire. And I think he might be, because he did correctly predict that Josh wanted Jen's blood. I think there's more to that. Mm. Uh, but then lastly, Wrecker, the leader of the Wrecking Crew from episode three, who Jen hilariously previously on to remind <laughs> us about. I really, really enjoyed that. Like that was one example of like, I, I think I actually did need that. For a second, I'm like, wait, is that the magician? Or is that one of her dates? Like, and I, I watch this show for work and I still don't remember who this guy was. Right. He looks His uh, hair was up in different. a ponytail. Yeah. His hair yeah. was up in a ponytail. And I thought the same thing too. I was like, oh shit, who is that? I was like, I was like who is this man? Huh? <laughs> uh, Jen throws him across the room. We actually finally see Jen, Hulk, and D-Hulk a few times this episode. I really like that. Uh, I like that. Like they, they, her running across the room, like doing this kind of growing as she ran. I thought that was a lot of a lot of fun. Um, but she ends up joining the circle. The guys help her accept that Josh uh, indeed did ghost her, and Jen gives this meaningful admission about how being She-Hulk is in a lot of ways harder than being Jen because it makes the disappointment of rejection feel even worse. I really, really appreciated this. Like, this is uh, just an example to everyone out there. When the grass is greener, even if you get everything you ever wanted. The anxiety is still there. And in some ways, the anxiety is more vicious. That's the thing sure. about anxiety. And like, I, I feel like this is a really great illustration to how like, you know, just a lot of, everyone does this. Like everyone likes to put on a certain facade that they want people to see. It's like, yeah, this is the cool version of me. But then like, you have like the, the real you that's like, you know, more insecure and like more like, you know, more vulnerable. And like, she wants people to accept her for her rather than like the more flashier and, um, you know, just cooler looking side of her which I can totally relate to for sure. This yeah. is the first time though that she said, Jen is great. And I was like, she's recognizing. I was like, she's recognizing. She notices that she's actually <laughs> the best thing that's ever walked this earth. Seriously. I love She-Hulk. Yeah, I love you, Jen. <laughs> it reminded me of that moment in No Way Home where Toby just tells Andrew like, you are amazing. Right. Like, that's oh, okay. Yes. You could be amazing. Um, you know, this is like a thing. I was doing a lot of thinking about this when I was walking Darla this morning. Um, the uh, This is like a thing that you're seeing more and more in TV shows written by writers of a certain generation. And now finally we're having millennial showrunners. I think uh, a couple of years ago we were just finishing off like the Gen X generation being the showrunners. Mm -hmm. Like you had your Joss Whedon, your Shonda Rhimes, your Dan Harmon. Don't get me wrong, those people are still like very, very powerful in this industry. Um, but like now we're starting to have a generation of people who are a bit younger. Like Justin Roiland is taking over his own shows. And now you have like Jessica Gao is taking over this show. Um, and you see like this different thing where I think in the Gen X generation, you had characters telling other characters what they needed to hear and yeah. giving that tough love. Yes. Uh, in this generation, we're now having people who are just monologuing and discovering it themselves. 100%. So we have this moment in She-Hulk. The Bear had a whole episode where I think is like one of the better or the best episode of that season. The the one camera shot. There, yeah, there's that. Is that the same episode of where he just? I think the episode after that is where the first half of his, is him just going to AA and just like oh, unloading yeah. everything wrong with him. Oh. And like we need that. Like characters are emotions. I think millennials are so complicated and layered and confusing. We just need a moment just to vent everything that's going on with us right now. I think Bojack had a moment like this where he was at the funeral home that whole episode and he's the just like running through. Speech. He's just kind of unpacking. Ugh. And I think like for for uh, viewers of a certain age, this is very uh, therapeutic for us to watch characters go this. Even if it, it's, there's a debate here. Does this make good television? I would say yes, because I think that is the point of content is to help us like 
to reflect ourselves back to us and help us see ourselves through a different light. But it doesn't necessarily make for the most active storytelling. I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, I would love, like, the classic approach to storytelling is to find a way for the character to discover this actively through, like, action, through not necessarily, like, be fighting mm -hmm. or, or, like, shooting or a car chase, but, like, through, like, active choices in their yeah. lives. And I think it would be interesting to explore Jen's, like, cell phone addiction or her addiction to a response, you know, in a text exchange uh, rather than just people explaining it to her. But I don't know. That might just be I, what people need right now. I think it is. I also think it gave me, it's the same feeling I got with WandaVision, which I think what made WandaVision a really good show was like me recognizing where Wanda is and recognizing like mm -hmm. I would be going through the same exact situation. I understand the feelings and that I think the show does a really good job of doing that. And I don't think they're trying to cater to one audience. I think they're overarchingly like, this is Jen and you guys are also Jen. We're also dealing with this. Anyone that feels like they mm -hmm. have to have two different personalities or just have to like cheer for two different people, they can resonate like this can resonate with them. And so I think for the storytelling wise, this makes me this is like a book to me. It made me feel mm -hmm. it, but this is also like something I really needed to hear this week. And so like this entire mm -hmm. episode was like me watching it and also growing and learning with it. So I genuinely love it as like just storytelling wise, perfect for a young woman almost in her 30s. Perfect for me. And I, I don't know. That was just me. That was me. I am obsessed nope. with this episode. Probably my favorite episode. And I like, like this I, I really episode. enjoy this episode myself. Like this, like, I just like when um, media can really connect with the human experience a lot. Yeah. And like this episode, oh. like really did that. And like, I, I know like a lot of like, like just just said, it. I know a lot of women could probably relate to a lot of what's going on in this episode and like you know i just you know i just i just like i love how the show is just like commentary on toxic masculinity like it's just it's so <laughs> great to me and i really enjoyed how like the villains were the actual good guys it's like hey we're like we're villains but we're not monsters you know like we're, we're people will listen to you and give you good advice um so, if like, they're I, I really actually like bad group. if they're actually <laughs> bad i will be so i i will rampage <laughs> i can't have yeah. man bull be bad now like <laughs> it's I know, too I know. good. Agreed. Agreed. Don't disappoint us, please. But I, I totally agree. I think the show has never felt more confident in who Jen and who She-Hulk are as mm. people than in that whole monologue she talked about how how hard it is to be She-Hulk um, and how people don't necessarily desire She-Hulk. I, I thought that was like great. I could have used more of that throughout the season, but I'm glad we finally got there in this episode. Um, oh, oh, by the way, I did this kind of like loose analysis of what um, what Gen X showrunners are like and what millennial showrunners are like. We still have yet to see what Gen Z showrunners are going to look like. My expectation is it's going to be chaos. It's going to be. It's just going to be burn it <laughs> all mess. down. It's going to be a lot of dancing <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, but it's going to also be hilarious because Gen Z is one of the oh, it's going to be the best yes. groups of people no, I've ever seen. No, they're not. Like, this so is me. Funny. This is me being jealous of the Gen Zers on TikTok that are genuinely very funny. I'm like, no, you're not funny. No, you're not. I went to school for this, and you naturally are so gifted. Like <laughs> all like, of you. Like I have a Gen it's, Z. It's sister. literally just gonna be uh, right. the director saying like, I don't know who Obama is. F this. I'm leaving. I'm bored with this. And walk out. Bye. I'm gonna I take assume my they know money. who Obama is. I just find it. I'm now at the generation where like. Kiki Palmer does interviews and she doesn't know what things are. And I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> I love her so there much. There is no before Kiki Palmer. Let right. the past die. And I'm with you. I love her so. At least she's, and she's also honest. When she didn't know who the president was, 
the, when they showed her like an image of the president, she was like, I'll be honest. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that man is. <laughs> I said, I love you. Be honest. Thank God you. God bless them. Okay, so back to this episode. The guy's convinced Jen to, de- to delete Josh's number. Uh, she's hurting for the Yurton. She says goodbye to the guys, makes her way back to L.A., and I recognize that past that's uh, Malibu Canyon, right? On your way to the PCH. I've taken that drive before. It's a beautiful drive. Ooh. Beautiful drive. Uh, but if there's a rain, careful, watch out for those rock slides because everyone takes that pass when it rains and then cars get crushed. Um, the final scene rewinds the clock to three nights earlier, revealing Josh is copying the data on Jen's phone and then takes a photo of her while she sleeps. And then he texts this to Hulk King, emojis of a needle, a test tube and a thumbs up. We did suspect last week that Josh was too good to be true and probably working for the intelligentsia, but I still have questions about what exactly happened in this final scene, and I want to dig into it a bit more. I just need you guys to tell me that I'm crazy. Um, but MC, if you want to hit us with that merch plug. Yeah, man. Guys, be sure to head on over to NewRockstarsMerch.com to grab our latest obsession shirt, Lady Justice, inspired by She-Hulk Attorney at Law, the show series. This shirt is limited edition, and when you purchase it, you unlock the ability to get a custom shout out that will appear right here on Inside Marvel. Support this channel and check out all of our awesome merch options over at NewRockstarsMerch.com today. Okie doke, what's our question from episode seven? When and how did Josh steal Jen's blood? How did he get it? Yeah, I mean, we assume he did based off of the text he sent, but we don't actually see him steal it or yeah. even close syringe in a case. I get if you don't want to show like a sleeping person get like syringed out, that, that's kind of yes. gross and kind of creepy. Um, but like you would think like you'd just see him close that case or walk off with that case to imply yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that guy, his clothes fit so well. There was no big bulky vibranium syringe sticking out anywhere. Yeah. Um, has he not done it yet? Maybe just by copying Jen's phone, he'll be able to get it later. I might be completely crazy, but when Jen rolls over in bed after her night with Josh, her back is exposed and you can see two dark spots on her shoulder. Might just be moles. That's what I was assuming. Tatiana Maslany has moles. But then the episode opens with Jen getting out of the shower. Her back was exposed there too. I went back to check. I don't think we see them. It's a little out of focus. The reflection on the mirror is a bit hazy from the steam, but I did go back to check an uncomfortable amount of photos of Tatiana Maslany enough to guarantee me a lifelong registry on the intelligentsia mailing list. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just looked at Maslany's recent red carpet appearance at the She-Hulk premiere in August, which also made me feel a little uncomfortable, the fact that I was doing that at all. But in her awesome outfit, her shoulders were exposed and it, she definitely does not have those moles. She does not. Ooh. And so either, either yeah. while they're shooting She-Hulk, she had the moles and then she had it removed or whatever. I don't think so. I think there might be something there. Maybe those moles were actually the spots where Josh inserted the needle. It was Saracen's teeth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he showed up. He's and got he really like, wide set like, teeth. Ah. Ah. He's like, um, yeah, he, yeah. uh, I think Josh could have gotten the blood before we saw him getting dressed, maybe returned the case to his car, came back in the house to copy Jen's phone, and then Jen, you know, she'd have to be sleeping pretty heavily. I mean, he could have thrown it in his pocket. Um, he could have thrown it in his pocket. You can't carry a loose syringe Well, no, you take the top off. Okay, first off, I'm sure they have like a weird, like, here's the giant needle thing. Let's put it into this. Let's transfer it into a different little scuff. (laughs) Not a a giant needle being shoved in your pocket, Eric. It was already (laughs) in a case. It was in a case. I I looked, his pockets were like, you could tell if someone has their phone in their pocket. Uh, He didn't have anything in his pocket. Oh, like imagine maybe like maybe flat. <laughs> imagine he just like he just taped it to his. P- he was like, "Hey, listen, I have a weird fetish. I like needles near my. P-. Don't even no. mind it. 
Just kidding. No. 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 Just take that out. MT, you are a no. We're leaving it in. MT, that was... That was I need to, you guys both outed yourself. Both of you guys outed yourself as creeps today. You you staring at her shoulder on different red carpets. You weirdo. I'm just kidding. You're that, like that'd be very Tatiana Maslany naked. I was just looking for those balls. That's it. Orphan I black. I wasn't looking for anything else. I swear. <laughs> I promise. This is for academic research and that alone. Yeah, I don't. I'm just kind of wondering when Josh was able to do this. Has he done it yet? Based on Saracen being the one to call this out, I'm also wondering if MT, you might be right. We got a little pocket theory here that Josh could be a vampire. Uh, but either way, this confirms that Josh is working for the intelligentsia. But now it appears that the wrecker has retired from whatever that operation was because I assume that they were trying to get the blood for the intelligentsia. They're the same needle. Mm. So do you think Wrecker and perhaps some other members of the Wrecking Crew or some other members of this therapy group might help Jen fight back against the Intelligentsia? And should we still expect a Hulk melee in the finale? Hulk versus Hulk. I think that the other people in the retreat will help her. I think the Wrecker is still up to no good because he was the one that initiated deleting Josh's phone number from her phone Mm. and was like, delete it, delete it, delete Mm. it. And I think he was like helping get rid of evidence. So Mm. I don't think... He's actually helpful. <laughs> I think he's up to no good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm very sketched out. Like that whole wrecker reveal was very surprising. I was like, oh my God, you were here? Like what? Um, so yeah, I don't trust the wrecker 100 percent But like yeah, I do think that the advice that they gave her was like from the heart. They were I think they're genuinely good, great guys, yeah. but that are just working a job, probably for the intelligentsia. It's like, hey, we were just hired to do this. No hard feelings. You're really nice. Um but yeah, yeah. It, it's now making me wonder how many things in Jen's life are part of this conspiracy. Mm. It kind of like the fact that Josh at the wedding was also a bad guy. Wrecker is now showing up at the therapy session. We had Todd show up at our law firm. Like all these dudes keep reappearing. And it's like, it can't, at this point, the show is saying, no, it was not just coincidence. No, it's just, it's not happenstance. They are all part of the intelligentsia yeah. trying to steal her blood. Mm. So like, how deep does this go? Or how high does it go? It feels like every man in her life is trying to steal her blood, mm. including Mr. Holloway, including the bartender, including all the guys who have brought her drinks, including every guy she's been on a date with. Pug? Pug, are you part of it <laughs> no, too? No, not Pug. No, Pug's Pug not. is the only Pug? good man in this world. Pug and Jonathan both are not. Pug and Jonathan are good boys. Um, Jonathan's the gross dog <laughs> that I love so much. <laughs> They're both good boys. Yes. Um, I did pitch, I think, in the breakdown where um, it, it does feel like it is everybody because they even mentioned the gala, uh, the um, the SCLA thing that she's been nominated Female Lawyer of the Year. And we saw mm. in the trailer that that's yeah. the same gala event that she's at, which we also think, yeah. right, that that's the same event where the people with the weapon that has those like high frequency weapons are at. Yeah. So mm. it's like, is it all just a setup? Or is it all just a setup? Every Even her being nominated for Female Lawyer of the Year is also a setup. Mm. Like, it's, it I was never this it, intense in the comics. Like, if it was such a setup, why haven't you just like kidnapped her and killed yes. her? Yes. Like if you have this much yes. control over her life, yes. she was drunk and pretty vulnerable many times. You could have kidnapped and killed her. I, and no yeah, one would have had it enough. Your one fail was the wrecking crew. So mm. yeah, you guys could have done better, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. You did not need to go this length 
of going through like millions of different men, tricking her at weddings, setting up her a wedding, setting up these things. Like you did not need to go through all of that, but they did. It was very Three Stooges. Going on three dates where the first one ends in a handshake. Like, no, I'm gonna play the long game. He said, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> you could have just paid a bike messenger to come by and like run into her and be like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry no, I cut you a little bit. Syringe. Oops, let me help you up. Stab her really quick in the arm. <laughs> no, I need to check your blood, make sure you're fine, no bruises. Um, <laughs> So you could have paid off her doctor. Like Jen yeah. has to go to a physical. Oh, yeah. Takes some blood. She goes, oh, okay. Well, I think they had her blood from the last episode because it was all about like Jen, but not shield. Mm. But it's so interesting. I don't know. I, I think maybe next episode we'll get more leeway into like how her blood actually works. Because yeah. I was like, you guys have a lot of information on Jen's actual blood and DNA. Why are you stealing her blood as Jen when she's asleep? Will it still be she Hulk's blood? I don't. I, I mean, know. there's something feel- really special about her blood that makes it easy to synthesize gamma radiation. So, like, at the very least, even though she's uh-huh. not in She-Hulk form, that could be a huge, huge plus for whoever needs her blood. And I think that, yeah. like, it doesn't really... Because, like, um, Bruce was in Bruce form, and his blood changed her to She-Hulk. So, like, I think it doesn't matter if she's in um, She-Hulk but, form. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering what they stole before, because on the cameras, it was all of Jen's body. Like, it was all Jen's, like, mm, in, not energy, but all of her... Yeah, all of her vitals. And I was like, so you have it. Isn't that enough? <laughs> and they were like, no, we need a physical. Co- the, maybe they just do need we the need physical object. Mm. What'd you say, boss? I'm I'm telling you guys, vampires. That's the only explanation <laughs> at this point. Can you they imagine? They have to drink this stuff after they're done with it. True. Can you imagine when the vampires get her blood? It's, it's the intelligentsia versus the vampires trying to get She-Hulk's <laughs> blood. <laughs> It's like, give me that the fresh vampire. Mountain Dew. Delicious. Give me that. Um, oh, God. But no, I, I honestly do feel like the series is going to end with the Hulk versus Hulk battle. And like Todd is going to use that blood to become the Hulk that he was obsessed with on the date. And uh, he just he just really wants to be super powered. And I feel like that's why maybe he hangs around the super powered division of the um, the lawyer office. And uh, maybe like that's why he, that's how he potentially knows all these uh, super villains from Blonsky's um, little retreat. It's like, hey, I just I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with superhuman people. Um, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. I think you're right. I think ultimately this show has done um many things that I've enjoyed. One thing is keeping expectations very low in terms of whether things are gonna make sense. Because their their uh tactic so far has been to just like when things don't make sense, just have Tatiana Maslani look at the camera and make fun of it. But that's <laughs> fine. Like I've I've honestly like there have been other Disney Plus shows we've covered, Marvel, where I like I have like uh, I've really enjoyed them, and then one episode comes out, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? How, did, how am I confused right now? I was, I thought they were, I thought it was all well. I thought they, I thought this was gonna come together perfectly. <laughs> and then, uh, but now with this show, I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, it's fun. Yeah, I'm having go fun. off. I don't care. <laughs> all right, so we have a couple more questions we want to talk about before we get to next episode. But first, sleep is important. And here at New Rockstars, we trust Helix to protect our sleep with the best mattresses in the world. I have a Helix mattress, as does MT. And recently, producer Zach and producer John also got Helix mattresses. Helix Sleep is a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. Even a Helix Plus mattress for those 
plus size sleepers out there. Producer Zach took the quiz, the Helix quiz, and was matched to the Midnight Lux mattress because he is a side sleeper that needed a softer mattress. And now he doesn't wake up with a sore shoulder or neck like he did with the other mattresses. Just go to helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. And fellas, we all want to perform a little magic in the bedroom, but sometimes you need more than just a sling ring. You need a little blue. That's right. This episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Confidence can take you far in life, but it can also help in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. You can plan ahead. Be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Bluetooth can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners and fans and viewers. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code MARVEL at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's Bluetooth.com, promo code MARVEL to receive your first month free. Visit Bluetooth.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring this show. All right, let's talk about our man Saracen. Mm. Could Saracen be connected to Blade? Do we think he actually is a vampire? Does he know a vampire? What's his deal? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes I, I, I want, okay, so what I want, I want him to be a vampire. I absolutely want him to be a vampire. And I do want him to come in contact with Blade because there is an issue where, I think it is Blade's issue where he does go up against uh, Saracen. Saracen? I read it as Sorokin, which is not how you <laughs> say it. <laughs> So, Sorokin! Sorokin! <laughs> and he shoots out where they go up against each other, and it's so badass. And mm. so I would love to see that, but that version of him is like uh, like a demon spirit with mm. eyes sewn shut and lips sewn shut. Definitely not what we saw in She-Hulk, but maybe mm. that's like a human form of him. Damn it, boss. Oh, no, he's gone? No. <laughs> yes. I know that in She-Hulk, he's like a human, so maybe this is him in like human form and he can transfer to being um a spirit. But I also, I just don't want, what I don't want is him to be like, yes, I am this demon monster. And then be like just a normal human guy that has seen that human monster. Like how we got Johnny Blaze out of Donny <laughs> Blaze. I don't, I like, right. I just, I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want that happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, no, I, I think I definitely feel like this is going to be like this was meant to be a blade tease because, uh, like you said, like he um, he only has like like two or three appearances in the Marvel comics. And um, he, he then those are uh, blade comics. And um, apparently he's like one of the oldest vampires on the planet, mm -hmm. which is like super crazy. Um, and yeah, I definitely feel like this was an intentional like like the first um, blade reference that we got since Eternals. So I'm super uh, excited. Also, a creature yeah. that lives under the Vatican is uh, really cool to me. <laughs> a demon creature <laughs> that's, that's really like, cool. I live under the Vatican. So and like, historically Because you know they have a few of them. They have, they <laughs> have, like, they have, they have skeletons <laughs> under, in, everywhere. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Uh, next question. 
Are we ever going to learn why, why Titania smashed into the courtroom? Why would you ask me that? Why would you ask me that? Why would you even ask? Why would you even ask? I, I hope so. I hope to God we do, because that is still unanswered. Are we? No. Are we? <laughs> we I'm not okay. I love this show. Before I say anything, I love this show. You guys do not take this the wrong way. We haven't seen Leapfrog yet. Uh-huh. We haven't seen Daredevil yet. I know. We got two, epis- I mean. we got two episodes left. You think we're gonna somehow squeeze why Titania broke in that courtroom <laughs> in those two episodes? Maybe, because like we do know from like um the the back audio of like the, that court trial that like um there was like a an accident, like a construction accident or something that um that happened, and like maybe Titania was trying to advocate for um the absorbing man. Cause like they we know that they date in the comics. So like maybe Daredevil comes and he's like linked to the whole like scandal that what they were talking about before she smashed in. And like I think that maybe that whole Daredevil arc could be like how they end the series and like how they wrap everything up. Uh-huh. Um but I don't know. They, Who knows? So they there's stuff from the trailer that they haven't talked about yet, which is yes, the gala we still haven't seen the gala, so she could have also involvement in that. But we also there's a B roll where they're doing like behind the scenes and we see Titania dancing at the mm. sa- at the retreat at um, yeah. the retreat and we haven't so i think we're gonna go back to the treat and maybe we'll get some information there but also remember how we in the trailer got like that 80s tape kind of recording of bruce and jen that oh, I mean, yeah. oh yeah yeah like we're, we're not gonna get that i don't think either so it's like you don't know what how many times that? i have to re-watch the trailers to be like have we seen this <laughs> before and then i'm like we're never gonna see this i think this was only made for the trailer <laughs> That's so funny. What a totally weird shot. That. What a really, really weird shot that they put in that trailer. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so <laughs> insane. Oh my God. Okay, so yeah, let's let's try to make some final predictions for these next two episodes. We gotta have Daredevil and Leapfrog next week, let's right? Go. right? Hopefully. I need the frog squad to activate. I've got my hat at the ready. I'm ready to go. I need my frog man <laughs> in my life. Um, but yeah, I think oh, that, um, this, ne- I, please, this next episode has to, we only have two episodes it left. Has to. So like, we have to get this next episode. Like, okay. The on. thing is, if you don't put him in next episode, you can't force that in. Like the last episode has to be like an hour long. If you're going to put in Leapfrog right. and Daredevil, yeah. Yeah. The, re- the resolution for Titania, <laughs> the gala stuff. Like I need the intelligentsia full thing. Like is the leader shot. Like I just need you gotta do it you have to start next episode 100 you cannot start in the last stop screwing around i literally this episode this episode i was like here it is we're gonna get everything start talking about and then i went well never mind nope, we're in therapy <laughs> i needed it and but, you know what sometimes we need that sometimes it's exactly what we need and we can't delay it we can't exactly. delay therapy it, it was good to see men in therapy for once. For once in their dang lives, men in therapy. And we'll never go again. Yeah. <laughs> never go again. He said, We're I hate it here. Check. Check. <laughs> we did that. I already tried that. Didn't work. But punching uh, a hole in my wall did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real therapy. <laughs> because on the other side of that hole in the wall, hey, you know what you find? You find a donut, and that donut is yummy. It's yummy. true. Hey, that's it for this episode of Inside Marvel. Jessica's Breakdown is coming tomorrow. Woo-hoo. All the details you missed in the episode. Uh, follow me at EA Voss. Follow Jessica at Lulu underscore Clemens. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Bye, everybody. Later. Thank you.